Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, what's happening, Hawks fans? Welcome in Season 3, Episode 3 of the Portland Winter Hawks Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Dirk Johnson. we got a lot to get to here on this week's episode of the podcast. There is so much to get into because this team is absolutely on fire right now. Feels like they haven't played a game in a while because of the travel schedule and what's going on, but it'll heat up here uh, going into this weekend, 3-3, three and three, and then it's just going to be... Uh, turning and burning, basically, the rest of this road trip. We don't get to see Portland back in town at the VMC until November 17th. So, a uh, really long road trip right out of the gate. I know that's something Mike Johnston uh, really enjoys. He, he loves having the chance to get on the bus, get away from, you know, everything for a couple of weeks with his his team early on in the season, a chance to bond. And it doesn't really seem like this team needs to do much bonding because they're playing incredible hockey, eight consecutive wins and uh, now we get to see if they can do it and continue it here on this long road trip. But this team has not lost. Their opening game was September 22nd. We talked about that up in Wenatchee, the new organization there in the U.S. division uh, that moved in. They have not lost since then. Eight straight wins, including a handful of those at home. So Portland's got an undefeated uh, record at the VMC so far. And uh, it's just incredible. I, I know we all had high expectations and high hopes coming into the year, thinking, man, this a lot of really talented players on this team. It's really deep. Uh, they come at you in waves. Maybe not, you know, the top-end talent in terms of a first-round NHL draft pick or two that some of the, the great Portland teams over the years have had. But what this team doesn't have in terms of a, a top-end talent, they make up for it in depth. And you look up and down the way guys are scoring right now. It's just like pick your poison any single night. So, so much fun to watch. And, we, we you know, it's great to see a team live up to those expectations. You know, especially one that, you know, I'll talk to Nick about this here in a moment, that when you're going into games, you're the number one team in the CHL. Like, you're going to have a target on your back. People are coming for you. And uh, that's not an easy thing to handle. It's you know this isn't just a throwaway game for some teams right now. Teams want to chalk up a, a significant win against you, and not only are they not doing that right now against Portland, just look at their last three games. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, I think they outscored their uh, opponents in the last three games, twenty-three to two, an eleven to one win over Brandon, a seven nothing win over Tri City in that mix. They started this road trip with a five to one win at Everett, so. Uh, it just, man, so much fun to watch, and uh, they're getting contributions up and down the lineup, and uh, now we get to see what they can do on this long road trip. 
All right, enough of me. Before we get to Nick Merrick, I want to remind you in case you missed the first two episodes of the podcast, and that is a, kind of a new feature this year. And we've talked about it. The, the, the boys are in, the college kids are in a multimedia class, and part of that multimedia class is learning about podcasts. And so the team had the idea, you know, let's give the, the players, kind of hand them the keys to the pod and let them host their own segment. And so we debuted that uh, last week, and I thought it was Jack O'Brien. Uh, Gabe Clausen and James Stefan, and, and they did a really good job in front of the entire class. Now, this one was a little bit different. Uh, I had to swing by last week, so a timestamp on it in case you're hearing references of the 11-1 to win over Brandon being last night. I had to get over there before the boys headed up on the road, obviously. And so I've been sitting on this one for about a week, but it was the day after that big 11-1 to win. Um, and so we, this one was in a separate room at least. So the guys got to relax, and they didn't have to do it in front of everybody. There was something going on at the VMC that day uh, in their classroom. And so we had kind of a side room uh, uh, over away from everybody else. So it was Carter Southern. He raised his hand and said, I'll, you know, I'll do the hosting duties. So I handed him the microphone, and uh, he chatted with... Luca Cagnoni, Josh Davies, the, the, the new guy who came over in the trade this summer, uh, who's been a ton of fun to watch here early on, and Merrick Alsher. So those four had a, had a really fun conversation about you know, their off-seasons and what they you know were doing in the off-season, uh, the way <clears throat> excuse me, the team is playing here early on in the season, and uh, what they were packing them for the road trip. So it was, it was a lot of fun. They were joking with each other. I was just sitting in the corner of the room laughing. They were entertaining me. So hopefully you enjoy that conversation as well. That is coming up here in a little bit. But let's, let's chat with Nick Merrick. So there's so much to get to. The way the team's playing, where they're at health-wise. I know the NHL came out with their central scouting watch list earlier this week. So... How many Hawks are showing up on that? Uh, and will they ever lose a game? I, we need to start there. So let's get to Nick Merrick, the voice of the Portland Winterhawks, uh, and his thoughts so far on this eight-game winning streak and the way the team's playing here early on in the year. Let's play the fun game, Nick. Let's start with that. Where in the world is Nick Merrick right now? Where are you guys? Where are you right now? <laughs> oh, that's a good playoff of it. Uh, we are actually up in Canmore, Alberta. So the team's here for two days. Uh, just finishing up a practice currently while we're speaking. So the team's going to head over to uh, Red Deer following our chat and uh, get ready for the first game in the 3-3 three and three against the Red Deer Rebels. I, let's, I, I have to ask the hard-hitting questions on this pod, Nick. You know that. And I'm going to start, with a, I'm going to start with a tough one, and I, I'm going to need a thoughtful answer here. Are the Portland Winterhawks ever going to lose a game again? No. Final answer. <laughs> I mean, this is insane, dude. It's like it's just absolutely rolling. I mean, 11 goals in a home game last week against Brandon. And I'm like, I, 11? I was talking to some of the boys last week, and they were like, yeah, I haven't done that since peewee hockey. And then you go on the road, you put five up on Everett in the first game of the road trip. I mean, it just it seems like there's not much difference from the last time we talked. This team's absolutely rolling right now. No, you're exactly right. Obviously, the correct answer to your question is yes, of course, this team's <laughs> going to lose again. Though that would be unbelievable because I'm pretty sure every major sports network would pick up that story if the team ended up winning 67 <laughs> straight games going into the playoffs. Like that, that, that would probably be one of the biggest sports accomplishments ever. Uh, but joke, joking aside, I, I kind of had a similar conversation. I talked to Dave Clawson yesterday, too, and, and he was even saying, you know, he's like, I think we're just getting teams because we just have so many waves of depth. He goes, we don't have any superstars, but that's kind of been our identity, and we just work hard. And he, he literally pointed right to it, and he goes, we have four forward lines in a given night. We have seven defensemen and two goaltenders that could all do their job. And it's very true because one where if, if that's kind of something you and I think talked about early, like, you know, that there is a, there's a perk of having those superstars, no question, because mm -hmm. obviously you have to focus on those teams and shutting them down. But if you're Portland and you're, you're a visiting team, and, and let's say you're Red Deer or you're Calgary or Edmonton who's playing the Winterhawks this week, you're probably looking at the roster and be like, okay, we should probably shut down Gabe's line, like him and Steph and Butterzoni. They've been pretty much putting up a point every single game. So, like, let's make sure we put our top dogs against them. 
okay, well, now all of a sudden Josh Sikreski is going to put up four assists like he did on that 11-1 <laughs> victory or he'll, he'll put up three assists or two assists and a goal like he did against Everett. So like, once you're a coach, if you try to identify what the top top line is for Portland, it's tough because Portland could beat you on any of your lines. So I think that's really what's riding this team's success early on. I know the team is very much relishing this entire road trip from the standpoint of you have some players who are visiting home for their first times in their Western Hockey League career, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about here. So it's good to see the Alberta boys come back home. Obviously make that one trip over the Saskatchewan for Swift Current. Uh, the BC kids will, will play two games in British Columbia before we eventually get back to Portland in, in mid-November. Uh, we'll have another podcast chat before then, though. Uh, but, you know, it's just it's just nice to kind of get on the road and, and they want to see how they size up against these teams. Because when you think about it, they only play one time against all the opponents in the Eastern Conference. So these are games that the Eastern Conference teams are very much excited for, just like the Winterhawks are. So it's a good hockey game. This isn't like a, uh, you know, third game in three nights. We're playing Tri-City, who we've seen six times already this season, whatever. Like, we know what they are. We They know who we are. Let's just go play. Right. Like, there's a little bit more into it. And I think the video side gets more in-depth as well, because I know the coaching staff pretty much, it felt like we were on the bus for 16 hours. And I, I almost want to say 13 of those hours was pretty much dissecting film uh, between the three coaches' seats. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into these road trips, but it, it's exciting because everyone kind of builds around it. The practice was really good and up-tempo today, a lot of competition, um, and it just kind of keeps things fresh too, because this team knows that they have a target on their back. But I think it's one that when you have it so early on in the season, they can learn how to navigate through that, knowing that they're going to be the team to always beat. Uh, because then, you know, when they do when they do stumble, then how do you respond from that? And that's going to be another good question that we'll have a chance to talk about eventually. Right. Eventually they will lose another game. We just hope this goes as long as it possibly can, and then they can learn how they, they respond to a loss because it feels like forever since they've they've had one off at the start they've had this season. Incredible. you got to go all the way back basically to, to opening night almost over a month ago. Um, you, right. You, you mentioned something there, Nick, and I'm glad you did because I was going to ask you about that. Of like, we talk a lot about this on the radio show. Of like, Oregon is a big program, and when other teams play Oregon, it's a big game for them, and they get up for it, and they realize there's eyeballs on it, and you're going to get teams' best shot. Like when you're the number one team in the CHL, and you're on this winning streak, and you're getting all this attention, I imagine that makes it even more impressive what they're doing, knowing that going into every game. It's like you're good. If teams want to knock you off. They want to upset the number one team in, in, in the rankings, and they seem to be handling that pressure really well game in and game out right now. No, I completely agree with that as well because it's one that, you know, especially when you're at home or on the road, even more so on the road because it's more difficult when you, you know, when you have to try to beat teams in, in their own ranks. Um, you know, there becomes that pressure, and it's how do you, how do you handle it? Do you, do you go through the same preps? You just try to simulate your day as much as you can to what it's like in Portland. So you don't want to change your routine. You want to make sure you get out there and keep positive. And it's also that kind of teetering between confidence and cocky type of vibe, right? Sure, like yeah. if a team's overconfident, they can kind of turn that knob a little bit to becoming a little too cocky. And then if you're that, well, then, you know, cockiness to me, kind of some words then for hockey, you'd be like, well, not putting in enough work, not playing a team game. You know, you're kind of like individualistically thinking about it, like, oh, well, like we're the best. That means I'm the best. That means we're just guaranteed victories. But that's not how it goes in this sport. I think everyone knows that who's tuning into this podcast. So, you know, but that's, that's not what the team has. The team has a great mindset. They're coming on to, they're having a lot of fun together, which of course, whenever you win, it's always more fun. Right. Um, I, I saw Andy Kemper put out a stat and I know he was even laughing. He's like, I don't believe in jinxing. I don't believe in jinxing either too much. <laughs> uh, but, but it was just one of those, like in terms of the Winterhawks over all their seven, I guess now eight game winning streaks they've ever had in franchise history. This team currently has the largest margin of victory wow. in those games. So it's, it's not like these, you know, these games are like, well, 
Portland got lucky that they sneaked out and they came back in the third period and won three two. Like you said, Andy, they are dominating opponents. Um, it's just it's just a next level Winterhawks team, and I, I feel like I'm talking to fans too. I, I brought this up in the broadcast a couple of times uh, with Greg, who's my color guy, and we were saying, you know, this this kind of gives you glimpses of the 2019-2020 season when they won the Scotty Monroe and you had all those superstars and you felt like that would have been a chance to push the Memorial Cup. Uh, and then we talked with fans, and I feel like about 80% of the fans are like, I think this team's better than that team. Uh, you know, and then I'll even predate it. I'll be like, okay, well, like, take me back. Go to the 2012-2013 team, because that was something that I couldn't experience in person. I can only see it on film and, you know, and hearsay. And almost, I feel like the majority of those fans, too, are kind of saying, like, I think this team even looks better on paper than that. Like, yeah, there were more stars I think they were closer to sure. in that 2012-2013 season. Um, but it's it's interesting because of how well – Knit this group is and everyone's kind of recognizing that and they just come to the rink and they just casually do their business and they're all the same wavelength and you don't have any bad eggs where you have to you know kind of drag somebody along to come like come on here's how it goes in Portland like everybody knows how to play the Portland way and I feel like a lot of players have spoken about that with the culture that's in this locker room and, and how they want to kind of hold themselves so uh, they know when they come to the ice they got to be Portland ready and they, they got to play you know big games and, and these first three games in this road trip too are going to be tough I know in terms of the win-loss record, it might look like they're the easiest games on the on the schedule, mm-hmm. and they could be, right? Like, we could look back in hindsight and be like, okay, well, correct. You know, those teams were the weaker three teams in the Central Division. But Red Deer's a good team. I think they're a little bit snake-bitten um, in terms of their scoring, but they have a lot of talent. So that's going to be a good test for Portland, a little bit more veteran group as well, and some high-end NHL prospects on there. So, you know, it's kind of like how do you handle these different opponents when you only face them one time a year? Can you bring it and can you keep it going for the full 60? Well, yeah, and to that point, I mean, you're winning games 11-1 to 1 and 7 to nothing. I don't think that's a, a bounce here or there. You know, it's not like, hey, no. there was a bad call in the third period and you got a, pet, you got a power play. <laughs> like, I think when you're up 11-1 to 1 in the third period, I think that's a, that's a pretty convincing win right there. It's been incredible to watch. And, you know, you mentioned the schedule. It's kind of unique. So they start the road trip up in Everett with a nice win. And then you get kind of one of those gaps in the schedule that you don't always get. Now, travel is, is clearly a part of that. But you mentioned now you're going into a stretch where you could have three games and three nights, Red Deer, Edmonton, and Calgary. So it's going to ratchet back up. But what is the like, – right. take us behind the scenes of this road trip early on. I know Mike loves having these early in the year, and he talks about it all the time about building chemistry, not that this team really needs anymore because they've been together for so long. But getting that first trip and having a lot of downtime, it seems like, early. What's, what's the start of the road trip been like? No, it is a really good time. Uh, obviously, the first couple of days in the road are always the, the toughest because it's just mainly travel days. Though I will say, it feels like it went by pretty quick because you're seeing different scenery. And uh, we're currently, since we're currently in Canmore, it's just a beautiful, beautiful town up here in Alberta. Um, like you're you're looking around pretty much 360 views of the mountain. And you're thinking, holy smokes, like this is, <laughs> you know, this is God's country up here. It's, it's, it's impressive. Um, obviously, a little snowfall too. So you, you, you get back and you're like, which one is white stuff falling down? Not you see this in Portland. <laughs> so obviously, you're, you're hitting a little bit of snow. Uh, but the start of the trip was great because you know the first day was was a full day of travel. It pretty much ended up being 13 hours on the bus. There were some stops, but you know by the time you get to the skating center, loaded the bus, the booster club was there, and and they got to see the team send off, which was very cool. So hopefully, we get to continue, continue doing that and seeing them uh, more on these longer road trips or you know kind of bigger moments for the Hawks in the season. And then you hit on the road, and we got to Cranbrook after the first day. So I think total time in the bus was probably around 11 hours, maybe a little bit less than that. Of course, you make a stop for lunch, and you get out to stretch and take a little walk. So there's a few pauses just to allow uh, the team a break from sitting and also the bus driver who's putting in right. the biggest shifts of our trip, who <laughs> Ryan's been a stud in this, on the start of this trip for us. Um, and then, then you get to Canmore the next day, and the team comes out, and they practice. 
had a really good practice. Obviously, a little bit of a bust like, you know, kind of shaking off the uh, uh, cobwebs of sitting down for so long. But then it's great. We're here at the Canmore Recreation Center, and we get a bunch of the youth hockey kids to come out with the team afterwards. And there were probably about 30 kids, I would say, in the 12 and under group um, who got to just run some skills and drills with the Hawks. So Mike and Kyle and Brian are kind of calling the drills orders and the players are helping. And, you know, they're, they're pretty simplified drills, but it just kind of keeps the pace going. And it's a lot of fun because you pretty much then have, what, 60 players on the ice skating around and they're shooting on our goalies. They're shooting on the young kids' goalies and just having a really good time. They did a nice autograph session afterwards. So That's cool. it's really cool to be able to kind of connect with some of these communities because they you know, they obviously know what, what junior hockey's like. You know, we're really playing in the rink right now the uh, AJHL Canmore Eagles team plays in. Uh, but they also know what the WHL's like because they're just an hour and a half drive away from the Calgary Hitmen. Obviously, you're close to the NHL market. So these are hockey towns. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of a cool moment, I think, for those those young kids to get a chance to kind of see what it could be like in, in six to, you know, eight years, um, depending on the ages of getting up. So that was a really fun day. Hopefully the team's actually going to do a little team hike before we officially drive over to Red Deer for the game. Uh, it's going to be a little bit weather permitting, so we're taking a look outside. But Grassy Lake um, has some excellent trails, it looks like, that Rich Campbell found for the team. So hopefully we'll be doing a, a little bit of a frigid hike, but a nice, <laughs> you know, maybe a nice little mile, mile walk and then get back on the bus and load it up and go for lunch and off on our way. So it's, it's been a great start to the trip. Hey, you see a little bit of snow on the ground. It feels like hockey season, right? The, the weather down here yes. feels like hockey season. It's been cold the last couple of days. So it's like, all right, now it feels normal. We should be playing hockey. Let's get an outdoor game going down here, baby. It's like 47 <laughs> degrees. Uh, you, you mentioned being around some NHL markets and these kids, obviously that is the, you know, the hotbed of hockey up there. We, we saw the central scouting watch list come out. What does it look like? Because this is a unique thing. You mentioned some of those past Portland teams. I would say the only difference being that some of those teams had maybe higher end NHL talent on the roster, you know, a guy that was a first round pick or a top a Seth Jarvis kind of player. This team doesn't have that, which almost makes it more impressive of what they're doing so far early in the season. But I know some guys showed up that likely will be heading to the NHL and hearing their names called this summer. No, that's a good way of putting it. Obviously this team just, you just continues to produce terrific professional talent. It's unbelievable. Like we just saw Johnny Ludwig's debut. Yeah. Actually, we had his debut on in the bus when, when we were driving up here. A little unfortunate debut for him, though, and it looked like it was an upper body injury that's going to keep him out for quite some time. But, boy, did he play great in those first couple of shifts. Like, you could mm. tell he came out. And he was he was energized, just like these Winterhawks teams are now. And, um, you know, that next wave is likely going to come and starting again in this summer's draft. So three Winterhawks named on the watch list. NHL Central Scouting always puts together a um, – uh, a lengthy list of players to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, and it's this year, Diego Bonazzoni earned a pretty high ranking where they project him to be about a top four or five round selection. And then Josh Zakreski and Jan Spoonar, obviously with great seasons as well, already under their wings. I think Zakreski's leading the team in assists and, and he's been playing excellent off the puck. Like he's so impressive uh, away from the puck this season. You can tell he really put a lot of work into his game there. And Jan Spoonar is the best goal center currently in the Canadian Hockey League, so it's hard to miss him uh, as well on, on these kind of lists and get recognitions, and he certainly deserves that. So it'll be really good to see how they kind of grow through the system. Um, but obviously they're going a little different path too, right? Like it's a lot of team success is going to help them too. Like this is one where you don't want to focus on yourself. You, you know, the, the Actually, I, I kind of haven't even had a chance to talk to either of those players yet about that since it just came out during our road trip. But it's kind of one where you want to – I'm sure they all saw it. Everyone has to see it. I'm sure the teammates told them, but uh, you know, there are three players that are pretty much just going to be like, that's cool. All right. Like keep pushing. I'm on the right track. (laughs) Like just ignore it. 
And because it, it's kind of a little bit of, you know, I want to call it the Seattle effect. I know what Portland fans probably hate when I do compare to Seattle, right? But uh, it's kind of the same situation that happened for them last year. Like they had a couple players, Nico Majadovic and Grayson Souchin, that were probably expected to be third or fourth round picks. Um, you know, maybe around mid-season time when the rankings came out in, in November. Uh, but then because they went on a long run, they made it all the way to the Memorial Cup in the final you get that much more eyes on you. So then the scouts get to see you for that many more games, and that pays dividends because the next thing you know, you know, maybe a third, maybe dropping into the fourth round grade, turns up being the first pick of, of, of the second round. Um, so those are kind of the escalation that those players can make if they're, uh, you know, if they're playing their best game. So I'm excited to see how they're doing. They're great people too, which is, I, you know, I always focus on that first. Like you'll get some superstars, right? But then if you run to one, you're like, oh boy, but he's kind of not really gelling in the group very well or, or not helping this team grow grow stronger. Like all those three players are helping the team grow stronger and they're doing some excellent stuff. And hey, they'll even get to play in their first uh, NHL arenas this weekend if they haven't already. So, uh, you know, obviously the team will be over at Rogers Place in the Saddle Dome on Saturday and Sunday. So it'd be kind of cool to get their first taste potentially at the NHL barn. Yeah, and listeners, there's some some fun notes on that coming up in the player conversation this week where guys were talking about the different barns they're going to play in on the road trip and how excited they are for some of the arenas that they get to see. It's kind of the the cool aspect. The players were all fired up for it, and so it's going to really start ratcheting up here going into the weekend. I did want to ask you before we get to just kind of everything else that's coming up, especially on this road trip, you know, there's not a lot of new faces on this team. You know, some young guys maybe that are playing in bigger roles, but one of the new faces is John. Josh Davies, I'm just curious, um, you know, five games in for him so far this season, just what have you seen in the way that he's fit in, in the way that he's been kind of incorporated in, seeming, seemingly blending in very well with a group that knows each other very well? I agree. From everything I'm seeing, it looks like he's blending in perfectly. Obviously, it's a little bit easier when, when you have a, such a big group of returners that you only have to add in, you know, two, three, four new players or so that maybe you're unfamiliar with. Uh, but in that same regard, too, that could also be a little bit of a, a fear factor because you're coming in and say, oh, boy, this team already knows each other. Like, how am I going to find my way in? But everyone welcomed him, obviously, immediately with open arms. He's a very good hockey player. Uh, I'm sure having that connection with Ulster helped him off in the early going. I remember he told me that kind of right when he was in Portland, so at least he had some familiarity. And he played with some of the Hawks in, in Alberta growing up, which uh, obviously you get right back into it. And here we are in Alberta, so he's coming back home. So I know he's going to be comfortable on this road trip as well and have friends and family supporting him. But he just plays a different style to that. The Winterhawks didn't really have before him. And all of a sudden, like, he almost elevated the Hawks to, to kind of play a little bit more chippy and, and play this rough nose style. And, like, I'm going to get the puck to the net. I'm going to score goals. And, you know, if, you, if I got to drop the gloves and, and defend a teammate, like, so be it. I'm going to do it. So, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of always had the reputation of the NHL. And, and whenever I talk to him, he kind of laughs about it, too, sometimes. Like, yeah, I, I, I went a little too far. Like he, he knows <laughs> he knows when he crossed the line on some things, but in that same regard, like that's kind of his identity, and it's good to see that because that's that's that grit that Portland really hasn't had in quite some years. So, I think that's going to pay dividends for a team that's looking to obviously make a playoff push. Um, and now it's exciting because you know, obviously, the more games he plays in, the more closely unified he's going to be with his group. He'll get more comfortable with his line mates, and, and they'll start building chemistry and. I mean, what, he put up that first goal of the week, right? Like, he was the WHO goal of the week with Marcus Nguyen on that little alley-oop foot pass yeah. against Brandon. So, he's got the skill, certainly, um, and just a great great kid as well. Like, it's really nice to talk to him. It's very uh, very easy to have conversation with him, put it that way, when you start, you know, just opening up the door and say, hey, how, what's it like? And pretty much, you know, you have thoughtful 10-minute conversations. They're like, oh, wow, like, <laughs> you know. Sorry, and then pretty much he stopped me. Like, I'm taking time away from you while you're prepping. Like, you know, <laughs> go on the ice for team type of vibe. Uh, but he's he's been excellent, a great addition to the team, and obviously made this group better. 
Yeah, the, the chippy angle, I think, is a great one, too. Anybody that can bring a little bit of an edge, you always welcome a guy like that into your locker room and uh, can only yeah. can only help you down the road, especially when you get into some of these rivalry games and these, you know, series-type vibes later on in the season and some of these U.S. division matchups. Uh, last one for you, just, you know, before we let you go, because I know you're on the road, just uh, two, a two-parter. One, uh, we had a couple of young guys banged up. So just in general, kind of how's, how's the health of the club looking? How are they feeling about the guys and, and the way that they're uh, recovering from injuries early on in the season? Season and guys that are now back into the lineup, and then um, what are you looking forward to most in a, in a three and three weekend here? Health looks really, really good from the team perspective. Um, essentially, everybody's back now and, and ready. Aiden Sotis, the one exception for that one, he's still kind of with that dealing with that concussion, uh, so he's he's been out for a little while and, and waiting for him to honestly get back on the ice skating, um, which has been probably the toughest thing there. But everybody else has, has gotten back into the games. Ryan Miller, yep. Tom McDonough. The 16-year-olds made their league debuts in Everett uh, on Saturday night, and boy, did they ever look good. Like, they were excellent. They did not look like 16-year-olds. And that was kind of one of the things, too. Like, you'll see newcomers come in the lineup, and you're like, okay, it's going to take a game or two to get used to it. But they were phenomenal. Like, Kyle McDonough was inches away twice, if not three times, from scoring his first career WHL goal. So I wouldn't be surprised if they bang one in. Uh, on this trip and they're both Alberta boys that would make it for a good story as well uh you know two of the five kids from from Alberta getting to play games their home province um but otherwise health is great everyone's getting on the ice so you know the coaching staff pretty much has 24 players to uh be able to pick from here to, to kind of assemble lineups which is good I'll, I'll knock on the wood and do all the metaphorical things we need to there because hopefully it stays that way but yeah. hey, it's good to actually see a Portland team going into a long road trip when you have eight straight road games from right now uh, they at least have your lineup to to its full extent. Yeah, no doubt about that. You want to make sure everybody's healthy and ready to go. I can't wait to see him back on the ice uh, tomorrow night at three and three. I know you're you're busy. Your schedule is crazy. So thanks as always, buddy, for hopping on the pod. Have a great couple of calls, and then get back and see that baby. And uh, we'll see you over at the VMC soon. Oh, that sounds terrific. Really appreciate this too, and hopefully the Hawks fans can enjoy a couple of games uh, from some different ranks that they haven't seen in about four years. All right, my thanks again to Nick Merrick. I tend to agree with him. I, I don't think they're ever going to lose again. I think I think the proof is in the pudding. Uh, this is the way the thing the season's going to go, and uh, we can expect 60, 60 straight. What do we think? Uh, <laughs> no, they're going to they're going to drop a game eventually. But man, is it fun to watch right now? And hopefully, it doesn't happen this weekend. We'll set you up on what's going on here in a moment. Want to give you a quick reminder now. Let's get to the player portion of the pod. So here we go. These, these guys did an awesome job. They had their notes on their phone all set up. They prepared for it. Uh, and Carter Southern did the hosting duty. So here is Carter Southern, Luca Canyoni, Merrick Alsher, and Josh Davies from last week. This was recorded uh, last week after their 11 to 1 win over Brandon. And here are the Hawks uh, hosting their segment of the podcast. Hey guys, um, it's Carter Southern here hosting with uh, Merrick Alsher, Josh Davies, and Luca Cagnoni. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about summer, uh, last night's game, and, and the road trip coming up. Uh, Merrick, how was your summer? Yeah, it was good. Uh, I enjoyed my my time back in Czech with my friends, and uh, yeah, I, I feel it was really short. It went by really fast, but uh, yeah, I was pretty excited for the season already. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad. That, like at the end, I was uh, kind of hoping to be here already because yeah, I haven't I haven't seen like all you guys for a while, and uh, I wanted to get back in the season. Uh, what was going on with the visa there? Uh, that was a big issue. Guys were wondering where you're at, wondering if you're going to play in the show or not. Uh, what was going on there? <laughs> well, that's a problem on your side, on the U.S. side. So, uh, we're yeah, Canadian. it's just, um, you're Canadian. Well, sorry. 
uh yeah just there's they they were supposed to have it done in like one week um then i called there after two weeks they had my uh they had my passwords and they pretty much told me they didn't even touch it so uh, after i told them like yeah i got my passport in there i had it done in like three days but uh yeah probably well, someone doesn't good. like me in there. it's good to have you here um josh davies how was your how was your summer in calgary yeah, it was pretty good, you know, got to spend some time with the family, some friends, kind of, you know, hung out around the city and, you know, obviously hit the gym and hit, hit the weights and, you know, was on the ice a lot. So, um, you know, got to spend a little time with Alshir there too, down at uh, Florida and that was pretty sweet and, uh, you know, just getting to know him, that's uh, it's been pretty surreal. So I was looking forward to getting down here. Once I found out I got traded here during the summer, that was probably around the start of August and, um, you know, I was pretty fired up. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of Portland since uh, since coming here and boys are pretty hot right now? So what do you think of that? Yeah, no, it's it's good to be on the the winning side of things. Event, you know, um, <laughs> you know, being down in Swift, it was kind of a different atmosphere down there. So I think coming down here and meeting all the guys and the atmosphere that's here, I think it's you know it's been really good. And you know, we have a, a bright team and it's gonna be a good year. Perfect. Yeah, I see you got he's got some muscle on you. Where do you, where do you get that? <laughs> no, I think that's just kind of from you know playing some Minecraft with the boys. That's about it. <laughs> All right, this guy's from uh, British Columbia. How was your summer, Luca? Uh, yeah, it was a busy summer for sure. Uh, you know, we've all kind of been through it now. Got a lot of drafted guys in here. So, I mean, you know, we went to the combine, got to see you a little bit. Great week. So then you head over to draft. That's a stressful week for anybody, right? So uh, kind of glad that's all over with and uh, kind of got to just relax and enjoy my summer after that you know kind of just what dave said like family friends all that working out every day on the ice it's a kind of a grind time there but uh you kind of have to make it fun in a way for sure definitely a fun week at the combine there yeah it was a really um, fun week <laughs> yeah so how was uh how was the sharks how was that organization what do you feel about getting drafted them yeah, I mean, it was pretty surreal getting your name called and stuff like that. It's the Bay Area, so it's nothing like here. It's nice and sunny all the time. So uh, it's a pretty good atmosphere over there. It's a good organization, a lot of great people over there, a lot of good players. So I'm uh, pretty stoked. For sure, for sure. Um, didn't see you put on too much weight this summer. What's going on with that? Well, I mean, you know, when you're like me, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just trying to maintain a good weight. And, uh, uh, yeah, you know, just stay strong so i can keep on blowing some guys up yeah i got the lbs down yeah i've been seeing some hit <laughs> hits lately from luca clean or dirty whatever it is but uh how do you feel about those yeah i mean you know you gotta stick up for some teammates we don't we don't take any garbage around in this association so uh you know just trying to play my role and that's my role for sure yeah i agree <laughs> i feel like you're so far ahead that you are already at the age at the stage of your career that you are just maintain maintaining exactly you know, like yeah I basically calling just, him fat but i can't we'll move on to the next. i can't be like you merrick you know huh? like going to 220 212 like i can't be doing that yeah that's just florida told me do, don't look at the don't look at the scale florida <laughs> my <laughs> boots my boots wouldn't be able to move you know like I don't want to have, like, a problem like that way. Yeah. That's a good point, Merrick. You're a little taller than this guy. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't really make sense to get him up to 220. But um, on to the next one. Big game last night, 11-1. Yeah. What about you and Flyers? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good time at Flyers. Um, you know, good good organization, good people. Uh, it was a good time. Combine was a good time as well. Yeah. Good, good roommate. 
um yeah it was a good summer spent a lot with family so yeah 11 win or 11-1 last night win for the guys um what do you think of the game last night merrick <laughs> <laughs> How do you think you played last night? Uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just glad that we uh, my shutdown. They didn't have points, right? The top line, or who scored? Who scored the, the uh, goal? I think you were dash three or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, top line didn't get any points yeah, last yeah. night. So I'm I'm just glad we we shut down uh, the top line and uh, yeah. I don't know. I th- I th- like I. For sure, enjoy the game, you know. But 11 one, you know, you 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 go to the last period already eight uh, eight one. So uh, yeah, I was just kind of kind of scared for like all the guys that it's gonna get pretty dirty, which kind of got. But uh, yeah, so I'm just I'm just happy everyone everyone is out there and nothing really happened and we won. For sure, for sure. Uh, two two talks and, and one apple for the kid, Josh. Uh, how do you think you played last night? Yeah, I think it was a good team game. You know, wouldn't have been able to score those goals without OB or Marv. You know, Marv made an unreal pass, kind of like an alley oop to send me on a breakaway. So, um, without those guys and not the guy the guys in the back end and you know, Merrick and Kegs and Sutsi and you know even Spoon, he played unreal. So I think uh, it was an all team game and it was you know it was good to get another win. And you know those games are are four point games at the start of the season, so those are big ones. For sure, a um, few big hits from the kid and a uh, few assists. But uh, what do you think of the game last night, Luca? Uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, crowd was getting into it. Big fight by you and the arms and all the guys that were dropped him last night, or even that didn't drop him. But uh, <laughs> it was a fun one. I mean, kind of what Merrick, you know, you don't want anyone to get hurt. So I thought we handled our own, and uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's good dropping the gloves again, getting back to yeah. it. Um, felt good. Big big road trip coming up here, Merrick. Uh, what are you packing? Uh, who do you want to sit by, and what's the plan here? <laughs> well, uh, I'm sitting by Spoonie next to Spoonie, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of a lot of check going on. And uh, yeah, we don't like that. <laughs> for sure, we are packing our gaming laptops with Spoonie, so uh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna game a lot. And uh, uh, I don't even know what I'm packing. Uh, I hope we're gonna we're gonna do some laundry because like can't really pack like whole suitcase. You can probably take like <coughs> like two bags, like one back backpack and one one bigger pack bag. And uh, yeah, so I didn't really think about it. Uh, for sure, I gotta I gotta pack some suits for the games and uh, yeah. Um, uh, how many high top Jordans are you packing for the road trip here? Uh, probably three. Yeah, I'm gonna three. get one more wow. just for the trip. Which ones? Which then, ones? Uh, yeah, what color is that gonna be? I know you got yellow. I should get the red ones because you got the yellow, blue, oh, and the now red, red. I don't really like the red ones. Oh. Uh, I don't know the mocha. Those are nice. The uh, mochas are nice. Yeah. yeah. No. Sign an ELC, so yeah, he's got probably, the money for it. Yeah, I'm probably taking boats so I can flex on the boats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those True. Guys. So just one pair of underwear, three Jordans, yeah. and one pair of socks. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't need the under- underwear. <laughs> you just yeah. need Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> makes makes total total sense. Um, what about you, Josh? What are you packing? Uh, who are you gonna sit near, or, or what's the plan? 
Yeah, it's kind of like Merrick. I might might bring some couple pairs of dunks, you know, <laughs> clothes, uh, obviously some suits, and you know, maybe a couple hats, couple couple casual clothes. Keep it keep it kind of casual. Um, and kind of just sit towards the back there so I can play some poker, some blackjack, <laughs> the boys. Kind of just hang out, play some cards. Um, no one no one really to name uh, out. Sure, yeah, it's always a good time at the back. Um, you know this guy's not coming to the back, but uh, what are you packing, Luca? I'm always at the back. and uh, <laughs> uh, Just the essentials, obviously. No dunks, no Jordans. Just probably a pair of white Air Force Ones. And just ruin those up for the good three weeks. Uh, I'm pretty excited for this road trip, though. You know, we're going to a lot of cool places. Like, a lot of cool barns. You know, we got to go play in Swift. <laughs> How's Great that going to be? You're going back to your hometown, basically. Where yeah, going back to Swift. Hockey. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's going to be good to go back to Calgary as well and see some family. But, you know, the... To play against my old team in my old barn, it's going to be pretty sweet, especially with the team we have. And you know, hopefully, we take it to them. And you know, it's going to be it's going to be a very energetic game. I think. I agree. I agree. Uh, what do you think <laughs> about dropping the mitts and and the old Swift <laughs> barn, bringing it back? And yeah, if if someone's if someone's down the the dropping with me on the other side, you know, I'm more than happy to. So, um, you know, we'll see how the game goes. Yeah. And I was thinking about a different thing. I was just wanted to ask if you're gonna like uh, apologize after goal, you know, like those soccer players. Oh no! They score. <laughs> no, I don't think. Oh, I'm like, are you gonna drop the base? <laughs> well, I'm gonna okay. be selling so hard if I score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little little heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah. nice little heartbreaker punch. <sighs> That'll be pretty sweet. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the road trip, we're going back to Van, so see a few family there yes, in uh, in Van. Uh, Luca, who do you think's gonna show up? Who do you think's <laughs> not gonna show up? How do you think it's gonna go? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, my parents show up. That'd be pretty cool. Hope so as well. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> but uh, I don't really care who shows up. I just want to win. You know, yeah. if we can get a good roadie here, that's a lot of points available. It's gonna pay dividends down the road in this season. And obviously, road trips are hard, as we know from last year. I think we can do a lot better than we did last year. So uh, I think that's in the back of everyone's kind of mind, and it's sure. gonna be fun. You know, like a lot of hockey, a lot of days off. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Yeah, uh, I mean, not going to check anytime soon, but um, new some new places in Edmonton, Calgary, see old Lickie again. Uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, uh, glad to see Lickie. <laughs> um, okay, everyone knows this lie. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was, uh, I was watching uh, one game with uh, Devo for a while, uh, Edmonton against. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Red Deer, I think. Yeah, I think Licky's boots got even heavier. I don't know <laughs> how, but uh, the guy barely moved on the ice, but somehow he had three points that game. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to have uh, extra ex- extra scouting for, for that. Yeah, we got a TSN game coming up here, too, on the road. Oh, yeah. yeah that's going to be a big TSN. one. Yeah, that's pretty electric. Yeah. Well, you're going to drop the mitts there for sure. Yeah, 100%. You got to. Yeah, get a, time. get a couple fans, get a couple followers. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, are we playing in the big barn? In I Edmonton? think we're playing yeah. all the good barns. Really? The Dome yeah. and yeah. Rogers Place. A few good teams coming up, though. Moose Jaw, yeah. Red Deer. Yeah. Anyone got any thoughts on those on those teams? Moose Jaw's a wagon, I heard. They're a good team. You know, they're kind of stacking up, but... uh. Yeah, I mean, I think a little challenge won't hurt us. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we're... What's their record so far? Pretty good. They got a lot of good goal scorers. 
And I think they're about 500 or maybe a bit above. Yeah. Same with Saskatoon's a little bit above 500 as well. Lethbridge is up there too. Yeah, I guess it's got not going all the way there, but they'll be coming to us eventually. Yeah, should be good. I think before Christmas break, right? Yeah, I think in uh, end of November, I believe. So that'll be a good match. Uh, I don't know what you're doing there over there, but uh, I'm checking the Eastern uh, Eastern Conference. Oh. <laughs> then Regina is first, so Connor Bird are left, and they are doing wow. actually pretty good. Wow! Them. Wow! <coughs> so. Well, <laughs> no, I don't think we're not going there, right? No, they're coming oh. to us this year. Okay. Yeah. Well, Muzio is 6 5. I think that record doesn't show how good of a team they are, though. Yeah, like, yeah I think they got, they got, a, got a lot boys. of good players. Yeah, I agree. All right. I think it's time to wrap it up there, Suts. I think so. All right, guys. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks, Merrick. Thanks, Dave Owen. Thanks, Kegs. Uh, see you guys next time. Let's go, Hawks. All right. Let's let's give him a round of applause. I'm going to snap my fingers here because I'm doing this episode with a microphone, so I can't clap right now. Um, they they were awesome. How great was that? Uh, Carter Southern uh, leading the conversation there with Luca Canyoni, Merrick Alsher, and Josh Davies. And a reminder, that will be a, a new segment on the pod here every episode going forward. And we'll have to figure out how we're going to do that for the next one. Maybe... It's going to be a little challenging because the team's going to be on the road, and I think we're going to record our next episode while they're still on the road. So maybe I spoke too soon. Maybe it won't be on every episode, but when they're back in town, we'll get over there again and uh, jump into their college class and have the boys record another episode. So a lot of fun to hear kind of the content that they come up with, the questions they ask each other. They got all sorts of inside jokes, and they know how to needle each other. And so a lot of fun. And you could tell there was there was a, a clear excitement about this upcoming road trip and what they're on right now. And uh, that, again, was recorded right before they left town. And so already off to a 1-0 and start. And now we get to see how they go in Red Deer, Edmonton, Calgary over the weekend, a 3-3. Three and three. Feels like a while since Portland has played a game. And now we get to see if that winning streak can get pushed to 9, maybe 10, maybe 11. And uh, it's going to be a while until we see them back at the VMC. So hopefully they rack up a ton of wins on this road trip. And make sure to check out the the upcoming schedule because I got some fun stuff coming up in November 17th. That's the next home game against Prince Albert. And then, of course, in town over Thanksgiving week. But that will do it for us. Thanks so much for tuning in, as always, to every episode of the Portland Winterhawks podcast. A reminder, if you don't do it, make sure you subscribe to the pod wherever you find it on, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you find this thing. Make sure you subscribe to it. That way you know when a new episode is dropping and it just uh, sends it right to you. It gives you an alert on your phone. So thanks, as always, for tuning in. For the players, again, for hosting their segment of the podcast, they were awesome. For Nick Merrick for hopping on, as he always does, I'm your host, Andy Dirk Johnson. Until next time, go Hawks. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni Yes, I do Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring! 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.